Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. You've just finished listening to the sermon. Now let's get into the overflow. We're glad you're here. So that that's how that's been going. Yes, it is. Um, phew, we, January has been moving. So fast. It, it has been quite a time. I am just, yeah, I'm here. How's the five a.m. doing for you? It's going good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think about last week, I was, I was tired. Yeah. Uh, Thursday are my toughest days. Why are Thursdays tough days? Because. It's like it's not the last day, but it's next to the last day. Okay. Uh-huh. You, know, you got that mental thing, like I want to quit, but it was like no, nah, it's gonna make it to the last day. I don't know why ter- Thursday's like I'll be tired. Then Friday I can do it because mm. I know I'm not working out on Saturday. Oh yeah, so it's like a motivation mm-hmm. that keeps you pressing forward yeah (laughs) welcome everyone to mtz overflow podcast i'm your host cassandra thorpe and i'm here with my pastor marcus allen senior i was gonna put something else in between but i just i gave up okay i didn't forget okay I can never forget your name. <laughs> I know that's right. It's everywhere. It's on your cuffs. Cuts on your cufflinks. When? I'm just kidding. This not. Not today. <laughs> not today, he said. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. So we are, we're continuing in our sermon series, Setting the Course. Mm-hmm. We're in the last sermon of this series, and we are looking at Philippians 3, 12 through 14. Yeah? True. True. Uh, so we... Philippians is a letter that Paul is writing to the church in Philippi, right? Yeah, yeah. look at you, girl. Yeah, I be knowing <laughs> some stuff, okay? Um, and Philippians <clears throat> is, or the church in Philippi is one of the churches, this is where I may, may, may slip, mess up. They're one of the churches that's doing it right. Yeah, they're doing it pretty good. So they're doing it well. So this is an encouraging letter to um, to this church. Um, can you give us a little bit more about what is why Paul is writing to this church, especially because they are doing mm-hmm. well? <clears throat> well, um, Paul goes on in the book of Acts, it talks about the missionary journeys in which Paul takes. And when he goes on these journeys, he starts churches in some cities, and Philippi is one of them. Uh, and then um, this letter is one that that he writes to this church just you know he taught it is <clears throat> excuse me it really looks at joy um the theme of philippians is mm. like joy uh because they um he just want to encourage them to uplift them and just give them some encouraging words so they can press mm-hmm. forward and carry the gospel uh so so it's encouraging so keep i'm a, they're doing they're doing well so they got to yeah. keep pressing forward uh there's a question that uh, that you say like um, where we ask ourselves like am I in the right place mm-hmm. and I catch myself asking that question more often probably in the past couple of years than than I probably have before or maybe right. I'm just more aware of it 
Um, you think it's it's good to reflect on that type of question? Um, yeah, I think it's good, <clears throat> but um, not often. Uh, you should you should determine that. Hopefully, hopefully you should have determined uh, what you're doing is what God desires for you to do. And sometimes we are confused by our desires um, and not what God desire God's will for us. And so it leaves us wondering, should I be here? Mm-hmm. Or does this place match who I am? Uh, and I, but I do think that self-evaluation is important too. But it's a, but you know when you know you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-mm. You know, like it's a feeling, yeah. it's a sense, like mm-hmm. oh, all of the above. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a feeling, it's a sense, it's a um, it's. <clears throat> I say it this way: when things don't go well. Your first option is not to leave. Mm. Hmm. That's when you know where you are. For me, I can't speak for nobody else. That's when I know where I am is the place that God has placed me. Because if it's easy for me to leave, mm-hmm. then it wasn't meant for me anyways. Okay. All right. So I'm going to take this a little bit out of the Bible and we'll put it into... Um, put it in a relationship context okay so what do you say to people who are like quick to leave a relationship because it's not going how they want um first evaluation is yourself what are you doing everything right (laughs) i'm pretty sure you are (laughs) Um. (laughs) yeah that's that's the that's the first place um i put a post on social media the probably a couple of weeks ago it stated whenever things are not going the way I think they should go the first person I look at is myself mm. um, because I need to first evaluate me and if I'm doing everything right and things still not going the way I suspect they should be going <clears throat> then it's some outside sources mm. alright and so if I'm mm. in a relationship and and it's easy for me to leave that relationship then it's not something that I need to be connected with. If I'm, well, is it a romantic relationship or is it just a friendship? Uh, What type of relationship are we referring to here? Both and. Both and. It's church. All of them. (laughs) Well, it's different. How is it different? It's different because a a love or romantic relationship, uh, I believe that it's difficult to walk away from than just a friendship with somebody at work or with somebody in your neighborhood because you're just trying to be friends just to have community. Mm-hmm. Whereas you having a romantic relationship, you're trying to build a partnership, someone to do life with you. Mm-hmm. And so um, that you want, it has more, um, I want to say substance or more, you want to hold on to that a little bit before you walk away from it because mm. you want to make sure that you're not fumbling the bag or the relationship yeah, very true. Uh, with that person. Um, but if it's if it's just like you having a relationship with a neighbor or something like that, then it's different. That's why um, <clears throat> in the Bible, um, the Greeks, they use different levels of love. Mm. Right? 
have your storge, that's your romantic love. You have your um, phileo, that's your brotherly love. Mm-hmm. That's where the city Philadelphia is called, mm. the city of what? Brotherly love. And Philly is where, right? The Sixers play. <laughs> you have agape, which is your unconditional love. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it's two more, but I'm not. That, Isn't that like an egos? Egos, yeah. I I forget which one that one was. Um, yeah, but yeah, Storge and there's one more mm-hmm. that is skipping my mind right now. It, it's different levels of love because, um, for me, again, I only can speak from my perspective. If you if you really love me, um, one issue shouldn't make you leave me. Mm. Yeah. But if that we're not connected, you can do one thing and then it could be, I knew it. I'm gone. Peace. Holler at mm-hmm. you. Two deuces in the wind. I'm gone. But if I'm like, yo, the issue, we can attempt to work around that. Yeah. And I say this all the time. When it comes to marriage, when it comes to marriage, it's me knowing all of your flaws and still deciding to do life with you. That's big. Right? It's me knowing that there's some things about you I do not like. But I I don't want to be without you. Mm. Now also tell in the premarital counseling, and I don't know how we get on relationships, but here we are. Uh, we'll I'll, tie back in. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> also say, hey, uh, you have to have your non-negotiables. No matter who you are, you have to have your non-negotiables. This is something, no matter what you do, if you do this, I'm gone. And I believe when people show you who they are, believe them. Mm-hmm. Right? And so for me, uh, I know my wife, she's going to hear this. Um, my initial um, thought process and looking for a wife or looking for a spouse, my cousin and I, we always said we never want an already made family. Mm-hmm. Which means we don't want a woman who already has a child. Okay. And all of us married women who already had either a child or children. Mm. <laughs> Isn't that that's one of those uh those sayings where they say you tell God your plans and then he laughs. Right. He was so, he, he got a good belly laugh yeah. for both of you and your cousin. Yeah. And you know, we was close and we all we that, that was our statement. We don't want an already made family. Mm. And look at us today. And um and wouldn't take nothing for it. Oh, that's the best decision that one of the best decisions I ever made in my life was marrying Tara, who already had Alex, who was a little baby, mm-hmm. who did not want to be around me. <laughs> <laughs> and I talk about it in my book. I got next pastoral transition, and I talk about it in my book that transition from um, in our house that we had to go through, mm-hmm. and. And I knew when she started to call me dad that I had made that transition from Marcus to dad. Okay. In her eyes, you mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? And I never told her to do it. Mm-hmm. But it was because of the love in which I showed her and the compassion and my attributes and love towards her that allowed her to call me dad. Mm-hmm. And so um, that happens through transition. It happens through time. Yeah, it definitely happens through time. And it's part of that... Um the past right through time through past because it so it affirms who we are but it's like it's not the thing that gets us to where we're going though mm-hmm. which is your first point yeah 
Yeah, nah, allow your past to affirm who you are, but not affect where you're going. That is so impactful to me. Of course, you wrote it. I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> because Paul says, uh, not that I have already obtained or am I already perfected, but I press on that I may hold, lay hold of what that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Paul, <clears throat> it's like he downplays um, his abilities. He down like he downplays all of his accomplishments as to say whatever happened back then, uh, that it was good. Mm -hmm. This affirms who I am, but it's not going to affect where I'm going, which mm -hmm. means it's not going to prevent me from keep trying or to keep doing things that are outside of the norm or outside of my abilities, but I'm going to keep trusting God even the more to do something great, right? Yeah. In my future and something better than what he did in my past. And too often we get, we put God in a box. Uh, we, we put limits on God. We, we, we attempt to hold what happened in the past, uh, and it prevents us from trusting God to do something greater in the future or even in the present. Yeah. And, uh, oh, sorry. Did you going to say something? No, go ahead. Oh, great. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree. Like, I have put God in a box of, this is how you did it before. Mm -hmm. Just do that. Do that same thing one more time. Right. Do it again. And I, and I believe that that is my human brain of thinking of that's, that's what God can do. He can't do more than that, even though he can do more than that. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think it has to do with, um, is it, is it biblical? Where there's like, there's nothing that is, there's nothing new that's been created under the yeah, sun. Is, is that, is that, the yeah. so then it's like, God created it all. So like, what's new? Like what, what is going to be the new thing? It can be really hard to to imagine like what that new thing could be, right? Um, and we, you can't be afraid of it. And I think that's oftentimes yeah. we we be like, "Yo, we don't want nothing new because it's beyond, uh, or it's out of our comfort zone, or you mm -hmm. can't see it." Um, and so, because it it's not like what we're used to, we don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we don't want it, even though it may be uh, at the same or greater impact than what we had in the past. Yeah. And so we'd be like, no, I, I, don't, I don't want that. Uh, I, want, I want it my way. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I see that and I agree with that because what happened to us before, we don't want that to happen again. Mm -hmm. Like you even stated right here. Some can't press because we press forward because we remember the failures that caused us so much pain and the achievements that gave us comfort. Yeah. So there's so much pain that uh, is associated with something that you're you're nervous to move forward. I'll give my own example. <clears throat> so my father passed away in 2018. Prior to that, I was um I was like, I was on my little health journey. I was only, I was only working with 20 pounds at the time. And so I was, I was like, I was moving, boom, boom, boom. I'm in the gym. I'm doing all this. I'm cooking my own food. Like it was this, it was this all this really big thing. Then he passes. And for the next, I'll just say for the rest of the year, it's probably a little bit longer than that. 
I was so nervous about getting back into a fitness routine mm-hmm. because I thought something bad was going to happen. Wow. Like, I was going to get back into the rhythm and then something bad was going to happen. Um, and, I mean, that year I had other deaths. My grandma passed before that. I had my cousin, or no, my cousin, excuse me, my teammate got diagnosed with cancer. She found out she had brain cancer while she was pregnant with her first child. Wow. I had two months. So, like, there was, I was just so nervous that if I started doing something like that again, someone, someone else in my life was going to be impacted negatively. Mm-hmm. And and I didn't. I didn't for like two years. Wow. Maybe I play basketball every now and then, but it was that really kept me from moving forward. Yeah, that's uh, and it's it's psychological. Mm-hmm. Um, because you working out wasn't the cause of somebody dying or something major happening, but it's it became a psychological thing for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul says one thing I do. Forgetting those things behind me and pressing towards things in front of me. And that sound like two things, right? <laughs> yeah. He said, he said one thing, and I believe he says one thing because he's doing them at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting or I'm not allowing what's in my past to hinder what's in my future. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm laying aside what's behind and I'm pressing forward to what's in front of me. And, and we, as I stated in the sermon... We find it difficult to press forward because, like you said, sometimes you tried and you failed. Mm-hmm. You applied for the job, you applied to the college, uh, you shot your shot with your friend romantically, or they can see your face. Oh, um, <laughs> whoever <laughs> you you tried and you failed, right? You pressed. But it didn't turn out like you wanted to turn out. You feel what I'm saying? CT? Yes, yes, I do. And 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 that can cause you to say, "I'm not trying anymore." Or you can be comfortable with your achievements, which means I got into school, mm-hmm. and and now I, that's all. That's it, right? Mm. I do the work. Uh, I don't get the grades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got on the team and I'm not working out, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because you achieved that already. And so those types of things will cause us not to press forward as Paul is telling us to do in the text. And so for me, in stating this to the congregation, I never want us to get to a place where we're not moving forward because of the pain of the past, nor because of the achievements of the past. I don't want us to be satisfied with that mm. um, be, because um, there, to me, there is always greater. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. No, 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 no matter who we are, no matter how old we are, there is always greater. And if we press, if we, if we're pressing forward, we're not allowing uh, what's in the past to hinder us. Uh, but we allow it to affirm us, which means we can't throw away history. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't just throw away what's in the past. Uh, but we should allow what's in the past to be a foundation or a launching pad mm-hmm. to where we're trying to press forward to in the future. Something to push off of or something to keep us when we fall. You feel what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's what I'm saying in the text. But sometimes 
people just no. Nah, I tried it, it didn't work. I'm not trying it again. Or I tried it, it worked, and I don't want to try anything new. And so we can fall in those categories. Uh, but for me, as the pastor of the church, and in this message, I think it was pastoral um, to tell the people, hey, go continue to go forward. Uh, because we understand, hopefully, um, people understand, whenever you stop moving, that's when you start to decay. Hmm. You notice most people who live long are active. I would agree with that. Yeah. They, because some people, or how the, or I think I think TikTok something. I'm watching one social media platform. You on TikTok? I love TikTok. You didn't know I was on TikTok? I did not know you were you on TikTok. You need to follow me on TikTok. I'm not, I'm not on TikTok. Oh, my God. What type of person are you? I'm not a good one, apparently. <laughs> I see. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're not on TikTok? I'm not on TikTok. Oh, my God. I have an account, but I closed it so probably like a year Instagram. and a half ago. Hmm? You're the millennials that stay on Instagram? Yeah, I'm not like against TikTok. I just... I'm just not on it. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool. Place I can. To do. I'll be honest. I can only manage one social media platform at a time. <laughs> like you don't even have to post anything. Just looking at the videos. I, that's what I do on Instagram. You you post a lot. Well, I put on my story. A lot of stories. Yeah. I do my story, but my grid is the last time I posted on my grid was October. What my grid? I think uh, my kids and wife got at me because they were like, "Yo, you post too much on your grid." I think I had like twenty six hundred posts. Oh, that's your grid. But what happens is, if I post something on Facebook, it go automatically to Instagram. Yeah, you have the, the accounts connected. Together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes I don't want stuff to go to Instagram. I just want it on Facebook. I see. You feel me? Mm-hmm. <coughs> Sorry. What were we talking about? You, you, you said I me. love TikTok. Hold on. <laughs> well, the last thing, I what talking, I was writing uh, down. Uh, it was an older adult yeah. uh, who was like 90 or 100, something like that. And they were explaining uh, what allowed them to have long life. And they was like, they walk three miles a day. Uh, the military, many of the service members who serve like over 30, 40 years, some of them die within a couple of years of getting out the army because their routine is off. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, I don't know why I said that, but when you stop moving that's when stuff oh another i saw another video another video this dude had about four boxes of retro jordans okay but because he stopped wearing them mm-hmm. they they dry rotted oh. and so when he picked the shoe up they just falling apart Oof. but if you wear them let them breathe get some air get out of that box they last hmm. but so that's why i never want us to get to a place where we just stagnant or satisfied where we are because when we become like that mm-hmm. we begin to decay and rot yeah we don't want to rot no we want to we must be actively pressing forward which mm-hmm. is point number two uh, i always like this term of um failing forward because mm-hmm. uh, i think we can think of failure as setbacks right. versus set ups uh, and you give us some definitions uh, talking about like press means to seek after eager, eagerly mm-hmm. and you really encourage us to uh, press in our now but the piece about it that like I always struggle with I don't know why you laugh at it I didn't even said my thing I yet know, I, just love it. I just love this part because <laughs> you really helped me be able to speak to the average parishioner who's sitting in the pew 
to be able to understand uh, the preaching moment. So I, I take your thoughts here and I try my best to apply them in, in my sermons. I appreciate on, that. On Sunday morning. I know, which then makes this harder, <laughs> <laughs> which is good. We press, we must press forward. Um, but when you're, so let's say you have the areas of work, school, family, personal health, right? You have these four areas and to be actively pressing forward in all of them. Cause when I hear actively pressing forward, I hear a hundred percent. That's not sustainable. I don't think yeah, it is. It is. Are you sure? Yeah. I've lived it. <laughs> Why are you rolling your eyes? I'm just, I'm just looking it's, in all directions. You, um, when I was, I was in the army from like four or five a.m. to five to six p.m. every day. Mm-hmm. I was in seminary Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday from six thirty to ten thirty at night, getting home by eleven. So some days. I'll leave when it's dark outside. Everyone in the house is asleep. Mm-hmm. Then when I come home, it'll be dark outside and everybody in the house is asleep. So, big shout out to Miss Tara Allen. She held the Allen house down for three years. We had a teenager, a toddler, and an infant during those times. And an absent father. <laughs> 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 because and so and I was the interim pastor of a church, um, and it, and it and I looked at it and was like, "Yo, what can I quit?" Yeah, and and I couldn't quit anything because I was trying to achieve to get to somewhere, and if I would have stopped back then, I look back and regret it right now that I did not a- accomplish what I had in that moment. Now. What I would say my mistake was not being intentional with my time management Mm. Um, because um, it's a generation of people. I'm not talking about it. Maybe I'm talking about We're the same generation. You're not in the same generation as me. Yes, I am. What year were you born? 1986. I was born in 82. Same same generation. generation. No, we're not. Okay. I think 82 is where it cut off for the millennium. Of course it is. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> where some it's some people in this world when when things get tough they quit uh-huh. and and so uh, sometimes you gotta go when you don't feel like it <laughs> why are you raising your nostrils and stuff and so um and 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 I've seen this with people, and I'm like, yo, what was my mindset? when I had this this burdens on me but I knew I couldn't let anything off because I knew I had somewhere else to go than where I was in that position you know what I mean mm-hmm. and so my mindset was just you know getting it done and so I regret not being intentional of managing my time and being intentional of being present for my family now when I started my doctoral degree I was more intentional uh, because I set Mondays and Tuesdays for a school, right? Uh, but Friday nights, date nights with the wife. Yeah. You feel what I mean? Uh, and then Wednesday morning was for Bible study, mm-hmm. getting Bible study together. 
and then Thursday, Friday, Saturdays for Sunday. Mm-hmm. Because I'm trying to write this dissertation, I'm trying to get all this stuff done, but I have to be intentional about my time because this cannot be the only thing that take over my entire life. Mm-hmm. And so I'm gonna give God all that I have. I'm gonna give my my family all that I have, and I'm gonna give my education and my job all that I have. Right? I'm intentional about it, but I'm I'm doing it. You're gonna get all of me while I'm there. Mm, I see. You feel what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But when it's time for something else, they're gonna get like while I'm in church work church work get all of me mm-hmm. when i get home family gets all of me school work mm. when it's time for school work it gets all of me and because of that i cannot just step aside or not allow uh because if i mess up in one place it's gonna affect everything else yeah come on here ct you got me talking good uh, <laughs> and and that's just that's just it man i mean i'm not man i'm, I'm, I'm sorry young I'm, lady thank you um it, it's, it's being intentional about your time and managing it appropriately. And when we fail to manage our time, um, I've discovered this when I was in school too. Uh, when I waited for the, to the last minute to write a paper, I always submitted with multiple errors on it. Mm-hmm. But this was before Grammarly, you know, they can check yeah, that it's, stuff. Yeah, it's very, it's very helpful. <laughs> many tools, many tools. New tools, yeah, it was before <laughs> that. And so, and so, um, managing your time properly and saying, yo, I cannot allow, all of us have 24 hours in a day. And I can't look at someone else and be like, dang, how did they get that? And I'm too hesitant or trying to protect my peace so much. Um, air quotes were firm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so much that I can't achieve my goals. Mm. Or you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, because that definitely puts um, a limit, right? Like you've already limited your intensity when you say like you need to protect your peace. But I do really like what you said about the the space gives all of you. I think so many times we believe that we can multitask mm-hmm. when research actually shows it's actually less effective. Right. Like we may think that we're accomplishing a lot, but we're only maybe like shifting it a little bit versus yeah. giving, um, if we were to give our full attention, it can go so much further. So you really... lose your creativeness when you're not giving something your full mm-hmm. attention. And it allows, if you're not, I've noticed when I'm not giving something my full attention, I'm repeating things that I've done in the past mm. when they're not effective in that present moment. Yeah. So I'm not creative enough to complete the task um, that's in front of me in a different and more tangible way. Yeah. Um, that's good. Uh, I have a note here. You already preached this sermon, but you missed an alliteration. Um, <laughs> so your third point is reward for my pressing, and it should have been award for my pressing because <laughs> you have allowed Dang. and actively. It should have been award. CT. Thank you. Yes. I appreciate that. I see that now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I missed that. I was just saying, again. Were you not giving your all? I don't know. When you gave I was this, like, were you not focused? I tried my best, and I'm like, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> <laughs> I just 
reward. God bless you. Good looking, CT. That's pretty yes, good. Yes, yes, yes. You might be able to write my sermons from here somewhere. Mm, let's not put that on the docket. <laughs> this is this is all you. This got you all over. I can't. I can't. I can't be you. No. Okay, so there's an award for my reward for my pressing. Mm-hmm. So how how do I see it? Right, like we already talked about the fact that. God has something greater that I can't see, that I don't know. I just got to believe that. And I have an award. Whenever I run any race, I see the finish line. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm not, in it. Th- not, depends on how long the race is. I can look at a map. <laughs> but you can't see it. I know where it is. But you on a map, you, you say it on a map, but you trust that map that much. The race outline map? Yes. Yeah, yeah I would trust that. Cool. That... Uh, mind a tournament, I see the bracket. I know what I need to do in order to get to the championship game and to win. But you don't know what's going to happen in the. In I the see game. the bracket. Okay, continue. and I know my skill set. I'm sorry. Like when you lost in that three on three tournament. <laughs> you you're going into the past. You're breaking up past <laughs> things. <laughs> do you wanna? We can talk about it. No, we don't have to. Yeah, I didn't. Continue, think so. continue. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm messing up your thoughts. <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't lose it. I, don't you even worry about it. Okay. Don't you worry about that, sweetheart. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but those are the things I can see, right? I can hold on to them. I can grasp them. Like even with the three on three tournament, I knew what the structure was. Mm-hmm. We have this many teams. You're guaranteed this many games. As you win, like you get to right. to move forward. So, how can how do you take what is this? If I put in the work, God will give it right, and I have to take care of the things that I have now. Mm-hmm. What are what are some ways to be able to do that? Well, let me say this: um, we don't know where the finish line in life is no man know the day nor the hour of when we reach the finish line of life Mm -hmm. now why are you smiling i'm just i'm listening i am actively listening There are checkpoints along the way. Yes. In the most races, you know, they have yeah. areas where you can get some water, get some rest if you decide to drive and cut, keep it going. Um, but we don't know <clears throat> the finish line of life, right? So we want to run every day as if we're almost to the finish line. You feel what I mean? Because if you run a race, when you get to the, we see the finish line, what do you, you try to speed up just a little bit if you have the energy? Mm-hmm. You try your best to get there. Um, and so the intentionality there is understanding that life is a marathon. And hopefully because Jesus is the sponsor of the race, he's responsible for giving me everything I need to ensure I can run this race. You feel what I mean? And so I, my role in life is running the race. His role is giving me what I need to be able to run the race. You feel what I'm saying? And okay, that's what I believe. Uh, and and um, what was your question? 
about to edit a lot of this. God, God. Um, my question was, um, like, how do we take care of the things that we have now in order to keep pressing towards the uh, reward? Yeah. And I think what you were getting towards is is that we are responsible for running the race. God will be the one who is giving us the what we need in order to be able to do that, right? Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of the race, we get a bib, we get a map, we get a t-shirt, we get whatever whatever the pins to put onto the bib, whatever other coupons from mm-hmm. other aspects. And then along the way in the race, you get get water breaks, you get chew breaks. Um, you've got maybe a pacer, like a mile pacer that you're following or something like that. Like there's there's support along the way. Right. And then at the end of the race, we are embraced. Someone is there with one of those like a silver things to like keep your body heat like mm-hmm. from drastically dropping. And they're ready to embrace you mm. with a banana mm. at the end of your race. Uh, and, that, and that's the end of the race of life. I knew that's where you were going. That's good. I didn't know that. I, I forgot about saying that. Um, I ain't never ran a marathon. As long as I ran, was a five k, or the army make us run like a lot of k's without getting awarded. <laughs> <laughs> but my coach made me run through the woods lot once, like all of us. Mm-hmm. We play indoor sports. <laughs> <laughs> but you need those outdoors, so with the heels and stuff, so that you can be able to strengthen your legs on the flat surface. Mm. Oh, you! Oh, you were thinking like hills and like paved way. No, no, no. Like, we were, like, in the woods. Like, roots and holes and rocks. Anybody heard the ankle? Me. (laughs) I went down. (laughs) I am hurt. Yeah, so when when it comes to pressing for the... I think it's mental, right? Uh, And when you know that there is something at the end of your pressing, um, I believe, for me, you try harder. Mm-hmm. Um, because if we if we don't know what's going to happen when we're done um, or what we'll receive after we've given our all, some of us we won't just we we won't even try because if I'm why am I running for this? Great question. Uh, especially if you don't like running. Now, for some people, they just like running, mm-hmm. so they're just doing it. But for those of us who have to get out there and, and we've been training all this time to get out there, I'm trying to get an award, a reward, mm-hmm. a medal or something. Uh, so the question is, for us in life, um, why are we running? And so we're running for this prize. He said, Paul says, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. The mark is the starting place. You know, when he says, get on your mark, get set and go. So when you get on your mark, Christ must be the person you're looking at, the person you're focused on, right? And and then you you have to learn how to just stay in your lane, uh, be who God called you to be. Mm -hmm. Um, Because when you try to be something outside of you, um, it's always uncomfortable. It's like you wear a size ten and you put on that nine because it looked good. It fit. More so you can put your foot in it. You put your foot in it, but it hurts to walk. Yeah. It's painful. 
Mm-hmm. And that's and a lot of us we're in some positions where um, we're able to get in, but it's painful for us to be there. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so that that happened, and when we're outside of our lane, we're outside of what God has called us to do or who God has called us to be. Paul says, "I press towards the mark," meaning I look to Jesus, <clears throat> who is the example of how to run this race. And the prize for this race is the crown of life. All right. And as I was talking about, um, this life that we live um, is a marathon and we cannot see the finish line. And most marathons, you can't see it unless it's like, you know, your starting point is Mm -hmm. your ending point. So uh, you have to, you know, be able to trust God on the run. Trust God in the race. Um, to be able to provide for you and give you what you need to allow you to achieve those goals and um, things that you have for your life. And don't give up. Um, that's the main thing. Don't don't give up because this race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but it's given to the one who endured to the end. And so for someone who's watching this, just make it to the end. Keep running. Keep trying. Keep thriving. Keep Keep moving. Because when you stop moving, that's when you start to decay and to rot and things begin to fall apart. But if you keep that body moving, if you keep that mind moving, if you keep uh, your life moving, uh, God God will give you what you need to accomplish the goals in which you set out to do. He says the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We can only do this race because of Jesus. We enter the race because of Jesus. We're only able to run this race because of Jesus. For the, uh, He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so that's what I want to be with God. I want to I want to have the eternal life. I want to get this crown of life at the end. And so I'm going to run this race. And it's going to be uncomfortable. And even though you're running with Jesus as your sponsor, and he probably give you Gatorade, Powerade, whatever you like. Um, He's giving you bananas and protein bars and stuff to keep you hydrated and keep your body functioning properly but it's sometimes life is painful and no no matter who we are we all gonna have to deal with some type of pain some type of exhaustion um, some type of weariness some type of cramp you know what i'm saying uh we'll have to deal with that no matter who we are but when we trust god to lead us and guide us and and we know that we're on the right track we can keep running but if we know we in the, we're going in the wrong direction, it becomes like, yo, why am I here? Mm-hmm. I think that's a good way to end it. That's a good way. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Please continue to check back on our YouTube page uh, for some more videos as well as our podcast. So uh, until then, stay marvelous, fabulous, and blessed. Peace. Peace. Have a good day.